Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day of the week for whoever is tuning in, whenever you're tuning in. We appreciate it. Any way you listen, we appreciate you listening. We've been talking yesterday about the idea of slowing down. I thank Pia for sending me the picture of nine and three quarters the place in which Harry Potter magically went into Hogwarts, if I'm getting this information correct. And the reason why we spoke about this yesterday for those that are joining us today is that really we're trying to find the place in which we can reach our soul, right? Picture as if this magical world of our, of our spirit, of our soul, of depth and meaning in a way needs an access point. And the access point is the interplay between our mind and our soul. And the question is, where is that? And of course, there's, of course, it's everywhere, right? And of course, there's no one place. And of course, we don't really know, right? There's no, this isn't an authoritative conversation. We're just, we're just feeling our way around life. And we're trying to find where it is that I can access the deeper place of me. And we're trying to find that space between the platforms. Because if you could find the space between the platforms, you can go there whenever you want. Now understand when you felt that, like just think back in your own life when you felt something deeper. Most likely it came when you were in between the platforms, right? And Platforms, I don't mean as physical platforms. I mean platforms like the daily activities of our lives. The, the, the high speed and the high speed that we're walking or just to flip the, 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 the distractions that we have, right? I mean, no one should listen to this and be like, you know what Charlie's really saying? He's like, man, you should just chill it out, man. Just hit the beach and just, just relax, man. Just relax. I'm not saying that. I'm definitely not saying that. I am not advocating for just, man, just chill. Just chill. Don't think. I'm not saying that. There's some truth to that, but not, not enough for me to be just saying that. I'm all for Bob Marley and don't worry, be happy. But I don't know. That seems to me like a little bit of an escape. But the platforms that we live in that go really fast. If you think about moments in your life that you felt something deeper, usually it's when life puts you between the platforms. There is a moment of high or a moment of low, a peak or a valley, incredible happiness or sadness, a moment where your typical life slows down, maybe a holiday or a vacation, one more, you're overwhelmed by something, maybe a human being, maybe a moment, maybe nature. The, the, the time in which you're giving your soul the expression where you're going deeper usually is in between the platforms. Rarely do we feel that level of depth running to work or driving carpool or looking at our phones, 
or rushing to get dinner ready or rushing to do anything. Many people that are engaged in like real religious activity, like they're literally praying with phylacteries, with tefillin on. They're saying words that are built by very holy people to directly bring you to spiritual places and they still don't feel it because the activity of prayer to some has become basically a rush. How quickly can I get words done so that I can start my day? So when you rush through even very targeted spiritual practices, you don't feel it. And it hurts, especially if you're paying attention. This is the advice that I got. I remember when I got married, there was a rabbi in Israel named Rabbi Amos Lubin, who was my rabbi or one of my rabbis. When I was in post high school, I went to Israel uh, in my gap year between high school and college. And I was blessed with some really great rabbis. And it happened to be that that rabbi was in town during my wedding and he came and I'll never forget this. He pulled me aside and he said, don't let the excitement of the day have you miss the day. I was like, what? Is that a riddle? Like, is there like a, is there a gold coin at the end of this? If I solve it, what did you say? It's like, there's a lot going on at the wedding. Don't miss your wedding. It's a lot. It was deep. He's a deep man. When you take even very spiritually pregnant ideas and you rush through them, you're going to miss them. And you know it. And you feel it. People have said to me, like, I know it's something great. Like, you know, they're planning some wonderful, uh, you know, good thing, or there's a holiday coming up, or they spent all this time and money preparing. They've said to me, I feel like I'm not going to, I'm going to miss it. Like you almost sense that in the current um, speed in which you live your life, when you're about to hit the thing that is really unique to your daily life, you almost sense you're going to miss it. I want time to slow down. I've heard people say that with the virus, believe it or not. I've heard people say that, thank God everyone should be healthy and well. But there are, there are people that have said to me that I've never spent time with my family before. I've never spent time alone before. I've never spent time out of an airplane or a train before. I, I want this to slow down. Now, we don't want the virus to slow down. We want the virus to speed up and get out. That's for sure. But we're, there's a certain consistent theme. And even ask yourself, wherever you are, of the moments that you felt the deepest, usually if you think through what is you, what is similar in all those moments, it's not where you are. It's not who you're with. Sometimes there are similar characters, but not necessarily. What it is is the speed in which you're processing. And the world sometimes just slows you down. The moment slows you down. And that's why sometimes we, we feel something and then go, well, how, how do I get that again? And then we try to recreate it and we can't. Do you know I ever have that feeling? 
Do you ever have that feeling where like you went somewhere and it was amazing and then you went back the next year and it wasn't and you're like, what? You ever have that? Kids have that a lot where they experience something and then the script gets played that this is how I get that feeling and they go back to it and they want it exactly the way it was last time. And if it's not, they get thrown. Adults have that too, but they just don't express it as like kids do. You ever had that feeling where like you go somewhere and like last time you were there, it was like amazing. And now you're back there and it doesn't have the same depth. Like if you're in the same room or you're eating the same foods, you're with the same people or it's the same time of the year. And like, you're like ready. Like, where is it? Right. It's like my story, my friend who came to Israel and he's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. She doesn't come. It's because it's not how it works. And your brain is speeding itself up, trying to get the thing, but it's just not how it works. The soul doesn't play by the body's rules. Just that's it. That's it. You can drag the soul as much as you want. So it's like, I'm not coming. Like, I don't, I don't work for you. Like, I don't care. I know you want me to do something, but like, I don't care. Like, I don't work for you. I work for God. And the truth is you work for me. So like, I'll just wait. You want to figure it out? Figure it out. You want to wait 50 years? Well, wait 50 years. I'm eternal. I got nowhere to go. Like, I'm not rushing. I don't feel the pressure that you feel. I don't walk that fast. We'll play by my rules. Whenever you're ready, the soul tells the body, we'll play. Until then, I'll just hang out here in the, in the divine presence and meet you, I don't know, at the end of your life, if that's what's going to take, like, whatever. And we try to like recreate it and do it and, 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 and it's, I don't know, it just doesn't go. Because we we forget that it's it's a frequency. And sometimes life pushes us there. But we don't have to get pushed there. We don't gotta get pushed, we just gotta learn what were the elements of me being there. There are a bunch, and we're, we've gone through a few. Giving is a clear one. Usually, when you're in a moment, you're giving. It doesn't have to be you're handing somebody something, but you're in the place of giving. Happiness is another one. Gratitude is another one. There's a few elements that, if you put these together, you find this incredible ability to recreate depth all the time. Understand that the people, I've met a few of them. They're always in that space, really always in that space. They're never thrown, ever. I remember my rabbi's rabbi. I don't know if that makes him like my grand rabbi or something, but my rabbi's rabbi, Moshe Weinberger's rabbi, was a rabbi named Rabbi David Lifschitz. I remember Rabbi Rabbi Weinberger telling a story of where he was driving Rabbi Lifschitz to the airplane, JFK. For the New Yorkers here, you're going to understand the story. For those who live in New York or anywhere near JFK, you, I can almost feel the tension in your body. Your, 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 your muscles are tensing up already because you know where the story is going. Because the Van Wick is, is the gift that God gave to humanity to work on our patients. Because as Elaine said in Seinfeld, nobody beats the Van Wick. And he's driving from Washington Heights to the to, to JFK, and you can't get into JFK through the, except through the Van Wick, unless you want to take the belt. But that's even worse. And Weinberger is a young student, and he 
he's driving his rabbi. Can you imagine having like your, whatever it is, your hero, your mentor, your rabbi, whoever, your grandfather, whoever it is, the person. And you get stuck on the Van Wick traffic. And for those who don't live in New York, picture like a four lane highway that is either full of traffic or they'll just do construction. Like that's just how they'll roll. And you have to get into JFK one way. Yeah, it's like triggering PSD, right? And he's going out of his mind. He's sitting in bumper to bumper traffic. The flight's like in an hour. The rabbi's not there yet. Like he's going crazy. And he turns over to look at the rabbi and he notices something. The rabbi has his head in a, in a book. He's reading or he's talking, but he's... And the rabbi is not thrown in the slightest. Like, not an iota of tension. With 700 cars in front of him, an hour to the flight boards in an international flight, and no natural way to make the flight. Not not an iota that same aura of content that same aura of life satisfaction the depth that one lives with when you're standing on a peak overlooking a sunrise that like if you've ever seen that before like when the world is still then you're seeing you know night be taken over by day and you're on vacation and there's no one even up yet that feeling of like i am fully in this moment that it takes me at least maybe you a lot to get to i gotta be up early and nothing's gotta go on and for this rabbi flying across the world bumper to bumper traffic honking horns now this is rabbi weinberger's you know not 20. So this was taking place at a time. There was no ways there was no, they were probably listening to the radio for those. Remember the days we had to like, wait for like, you know, 10 minutes to the hour where like 10, 10 wind says, Oh, and by the way, the Van Wick is full of traffic. See you next hour. And you wait, you know, you wait a full hour. Then you get, for those of you who remember this, you switch it to like 880 for traffic on the eights, 770 for traffic on the sevens, whatever it is. The rabbi hasn't, He hasn't shifted his internal core based on the circumstances around them. You see, for that rabbi, his soul is in charge. His body bows his head to the soul. The cars that are honking come in and pay homage to the man's soul. That's who he is. That's how he's connected. He doesn't lose the connection because things get thrown in front of him. You can say he lives in between the platforms. No traffic, traffic. Making great time, making terrible time. Random Sunday morning driving and all the highways are empty a weekday afternoon and all you see is cars in front of you. That only matters to the body. That don't matter to the soul because the soul knows that wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. 
And the soul knows that if something is thrown your way, it's because it needs to get thrown your way. And the soul knows that if you make, if you're meant to make the flight, as long as you do your job, you'll make the flight. And if you're not, if you're doing your job, you won't. But that's in five minutes from now. That's in 10 minutes from now. That's not now. So maybe in 20 minutes, we'll have to pull up and I'll have to run. I'm sitting in a car now and I don't, I don't got to do anything right now. I'll tell you what I don't got to do is panic. That's exactly right. Liron got it. Because the soul knows that the only thing that exists in the world of the spirit is this exact second. Spiritual energy is constantly renewing itself. And so if you can almost picture a faucet, if you will, picture the faucet and then picture the water that comes out of a faucet as the energy that comes into the world. You're picturing it? The water that you see at the faucet in this second is not the same water that you're going to see in the exact same faucet in the next second. The spiritual energy that comes into this world is a flowing faucet of energy. It is the flow, the energy that flows into the iPhone. The energy that the iPhone gets in minute one is not the energy that iPhone gets in minute two. The body may look the same, but the soul is in a constant state of regentrification and a regeneration. That's what I meant, regeneration. And when you think, when you begin to think this way, I mean, this is, we're, we're getting to a deep, you know, we're getting, we're getting deep places. We're trying. If you just can sense it. And by the way, don't think that I've got this because I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, if that would be me, I'd be like driving on the sidewalk. I mean, forget about it. If I was in that car, I'd be going out of my mind. I'd be going out of my mind. But when the soul lives in a place where it recognizes that there is no reality that is not the current reality. It gives itself permission to slow down the mechanism that is constantly trying to drag it into the future or have it remember the past. When I mean slow down your mind, I don't mean shut your mind off. I am not a huge fan of what are we doing today? I don't know. Let's just do nothing, man. That's phenomenal. That's called killing time. I'm not a big fan of killing anything. For sure not the time you have on this world. Noah Weinberg told, tells the story, and then I'll end with this. That if you see a guy throwing dollar bills out of a bus, you think he's insane. If that same person starts killing hours by just wasting them, he's not insane. What's more valuable, time or money? You can always make more money. You can never get more time. But what that means, though, is we have the opportunity to slow our minds, not to shut them off, and we've done this before, but I don't think we've done this in the context of the soul. We've done them in a way that we're, we're 
doing is we're taking our mind from speeding into all these directions and bringing the attention to one place. We're not slowing, we are unifying because it is unification that we crave most. And the greatest unification you can achieve in your life is not just from person to person, it's from your own mind. All right, we'll get there. Unification of your mind. All right, everybody, try this today, if you can. Try to recognize how your brain will make you insane and how we need to unify it, unify our thoughts to what's in front of us. Okay, have an amazing day. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again mañana.